Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and on Hacking Your ADHD, I dig into the tools, strategies, and best practices that will help you work with your ADHD brain. By the time this episode goes up, I'll have just gotten back from this year's International Conference on ADHD in Philadelphia. As we discussed last week, travel is hard, but you know what else is hard? Coming back from a trip. I know I usually like to have a couple of days to decompress after a long trip, but I usually don't have that kind of time. Life kept on going while I was away, and it can feel like I have to play catch-up once I get home. One of the trickiest parts can be keeping up your routines and habits after your trip. So this week, we're going to focus on how to get back into the groove of things for an easier transition home. If you want to follow along with the show notes, go to hackingyouradhd.com slash podcast slash refocused vacation. Last week was all about getting there, and this week we're focusing on what to do when you get back. Travel disrupts our routines and habits, and we should take those disruptions seriously. One thing that I've had to learn over and over again is that ADHD makes transitions hard, and coming back from a trip is a big transition. But the good news is that we can make those transitions easier if we plan ahead for them. Our first step here is taking stock of what our routines and habits look like right now, before our trip. And if you're already on your trip, let's just try and think back to what was working then. So what does our evening routine look like? How about our morning routine? Have you been keeping up any good habits? If you've been following along since the first episode, you'll remember the concept of creating a toolbox. That's exactly what you should be doing here, writing down all your tools, tactics, and routines so when you get home, you know where you left off. And the most important thing to identify are your keystone habits. Keystone habits are an idea from Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit. He describes them as small changes or habits that people introduce into the routines that unintentionally carry over into other aspects of their lives. Let's take a look at an example. I tend to go to bed early because my kids get up early, but actually getting myself to go to bed early can be tough. Once the kids are in bed, I have all this free time that I can do things like chores, or, you know, watch TV, or play computer games. If I'm not careful, I can find myself staying up way too late. I'm sure most of you can relate. But what I have found to be the biggest key to making sure I'm following my nighttime routine is simply putting down my phone early. Of all my evening distractions, that is the one that always pulls me to do just a little bit more. Just one more video. Just one more article. Or just a little bit more scrolling. It keeps pulling me back in, and it kills my chances of getting to bed on time. So, I've built up the habit of putting down my phone for the night at 7 when I put my kids to bed. I don't really need my phone with me while I'm reading them stories. It's not like taking a quick text in the middle of, if you give a mouse a cookie, is going to go over very well. So, I started leaving my phone outside the room, and I've got a simple ritual for this. I got myself a nice charging station, and when it's time to get the kids to bed, I just plug it in and put it in its charging cradle. That little act signals to my brain that I'm done with my phone for the night, and it makes it a whole lot easier to not pick it back up. And I'm not saying that this is foolproof. But giving yourself a shutdown ritual for things like putting down your phone or ending your workday really helps drive the message to your brain that you are moving on to the next part of your day. Another part of this is that I keep my charging station outside of my bedroom. This also helps because I have the phone downstairs and out of the way, so I'm not really seeing it much once the kids are in bed. I like keeping my phone out of the bedroom because I know that I'm more likely to play with it before bed if it's just right there. If I can see it, I'm more likely to just try and check something real quick and... You know, it never ends up actually being real quick. 
And then also as an added bonus, I don't have to worry that when I wake up, I'm going to be scrolling for 30 minutes. If I want to check my phone, I have to go downstairs. And I've found that my mornings go so much better when I can focus on myself rather than on my phone. All that to say, putting my phone into its charging station is a keystone habit. It is just a little change of where and when I put my phone down for the night, and it has made the rest of my evening and morning that much easier. So what we want to do here is to start off by identifying your keystone habits. What makes your routine easier to do? When you've identified those things, write them down and make sure they are the first things that you are picking back up once you get back from your trip. For you, it might be something like making sure that you're taking your meds first thing in the morning, doing a weekly meal prep, or maybe planning out your day. Your keystone habits make everything else easier, and making sure you know what they are makes it a lot easier to pick them back up once you get back from your trip. Once you get to your destination, you're going to want to try and keep up as many of your habits and routines as you can. Of course, this is easier said than done. If we look at my example of putting my phone down for the evening, I know I'm going to have a lot of trouble keeping that up, especially on the trip I'm on now. I don't have the cue of putting my kids to bed. I don't even have another room to put my phone in at the hotel. Not to mention the time zones. Can't put down my phone at 7 if I want to talk with my family, who is 3 hours behind me. So this is a routine that I'm accepting isn't going to get done while I'm here. That's okay. Not all of your routines are going to be easy to keep up. And there are other things I can work at. Like planning my day. Since I'm at the Chad conference, and there are a lot of things that I'm interested in seeing, and people I'm interested in seeing, I'm going to have to make sure I'm managing my time well. I can't make time for everything, but I can at least make sure I'm making time for the stuff that matters the most. I like planning my day the night before because I usually can't count on myself to actually make planning happen before the rest of my morning sweeps me away. As long as you are getting creative about things, there are a lot of routines that you can tweak just a little bit to keep going while you are on your trip. If you are a regular exerciser, you might not have the same equipment as you would at your regular gym, but you can probably still find something to get you sweating in the hotel gym. Or maybe you can just do a couple sets up and down your hotel stairs. If you want to keep eating healthy, you might have to do a little bit of shopping once you get to your destination so you aren't always eating out. Or maybe just get a grocery delivery service that'll bring your shopping to your hotel room once you get there. You've got a lot of options for keeping your good routines going, and by keeping them up, it makes your transitions back home a lot easier because you aren't trying to pick up any pieces, you're just staying on track the whole time. Once you are back and you've got your list of routines and habits, it's time to put them back into practice. If you've been able to maintain most of them, that's great. If not, don't fret. You can still get back into the groove of things. What I like to utilize here is a habit tracker. Habit trackers are simply just a method of tracking whether you did something or not. Every day, you just check off whether you did the thing, and if you didn't, you just leave it blank. They are great at giving you a visual representation of the progress you've been making on a habit. However, habit trackers do have some downsides. The biggest one for me being the idea of streaks. As in, look, I've been keeping up this habit for 21 days. Look at me go! Sounds great, but I've often found that if I happen to break my streak, it can completely destroy what I've been working on. The worst example for me came when I didn't actually even break my streak. I was using the language learning app Duolingo and had a great streak going. I believe I had about 60 days in a row for practicing Spanish. But then Duolingo had a server-side error that erased my streak, and my loss of progress just felt completely debilitating. Duolingo fixed the error in a day or two, but the damage to my motivation was already done. And logically, I knew that it didn't make any sense, but I couldn't get myself to keep going after that. And the point here is that sometimes your streaks are going to be broken because of something beyond your control. 
which means you don't want your motivation to solely be seeing that streak number climb higher and higher. So why am I recommending a system that encourages streaks? Well, you can just change the system. While listening to the College Info Geek podcast, co-host Martin Bamey mentioned the system that he uses for tracking his habits, which is to only track two weeks at a time. With this kind of system, you can't build up incredibly high streaks that you know you are never going to break, and missing a few days won't be nearly as demotivating since you are just starting over every two weeks. I've created a two-week tracking document that you can use, and you can find it over on the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com slash podcast slash refocused vacation. Another way to make habit trackers more useful is to just change how you're looking at your goals. Instead of going for streaks, just have a running tally of how many times you did your habit. So I could create the goal of meditating 25 times total, and then if I meditated three to four times a week, I'd hit that goal in about four weeks. Streaks put too much pressure on perfection, and that in turn can reduce our motivation in the long run. And just as a reminder with habit tracking, don't try to do too much at once. Since we are trying to track things that we were already doing, I've got a few slots here. But let's try and remember that we're not trying to start new habits right now. And when you do start a new habit, you only want to be starting one habit at a time. Now that we've got our tracker, it's important to put the habits that we want to track on there. We want to start off with those keystone habits we were talking about earlier, because if we can get those back down solidly, we're in for a much better return to reality. Along with our keystone habits, we also want to be making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. Pick a couple of self-care habits that you want to include. That might be getting to bed on time, packing a healthy lunch for work, or making time to walk your dog. Self-care is one of those things that's easy to put off. But you know what? I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Those are all keystone habits as well. When you are taking care of yourself, everything else is easier. Finally, the last thing that we want to be making sure that we're doing is planning our day and checking that plan. In the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Groups, Eric Tivers has an exercise called the 20 by 5 by 5 And in it, you spend up to 20 minutes planning, and then you check that plan five times a day for five days in a row. While it might not sound that hard, it is really easy to forget to check your plan throughout the day. And going over your plan is just so important. I compare it to going to the grocery store and leaving your shopping list at home. You wrote everything down so you've got a good idea of what you need. But when you're done shopping and get home, you see everything you forgot and everything you bought that you didn't really need. If you're not checking your plan, you're going to get off track and end up buying gummy worms when what you really needed was some potatoes. We're naturally off track when we're getting back from a trip. Planning our day lets us set our intentions. So make time for planning. Write down when you're going to be doing all those things on your habit tracker. Remember, you're not just going to find time. You need to make time. Schedule when you're going to be checking your schedule, and also when you're going to be doing the next day's planning. And don't forget to set reminders for these things as well. We all know that when an ADHD brain gets in the flow of things, everything else is easier to forget. You don't have to follow your plan to a T. You can move things around and add things. Stuff is always going to come up. But when you are planning ahead of time, you are making sure you're making time for the things that matter most. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's tips. One, identify your routines and habits before your trip so that when you get back, you know where to pick things up. Make sure you are paying special attention to your keystone habits. Two, while you are traveling, try and keep up as many of your habits and routines. If you need to, you can make small tweaks to make them easier while you are away. 
three, make sure you are planning your day and regularly checking that plan once you get back. You can use a habit tracker to make sure you are following through with all of your intentions. That's it for this episode. Check back next week when we'll be looking at more ways you can work with your ADHD. You can find show notes for this episode at hackingyouradhd.com slash podcast slash refocused vacation. When you have ADHD, you are part of a tribe. And if you got something out of this episode, please share it with your tribe members that you think might also benefit from hearing it. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast player you use. Get new episodes automatically downloaded into your podcast player every Monday by clicking subscribe. If you can't get enough things ADHD, then check out the other podcasts in the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers and ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan. One of the best ways you can manage your ADHD is by connecting with others. So be sure to check out our social channels on Facebook at facebook.com slash hackingyouradhd and on Instagram and Twitter at hackingyouradhd. Or you can get me directly at hackingyouradhd.com. Be sure to reach out and let me know how you are hacking your ADHD. And until next time, stay focused. Stay focused.